hey everybody welcome back to another episode of Sam and chance here we are tuesday afternoon that means wrestling talk joined with me is the man with the master plan mr chance michael's chance how you doing buddy doing pretty well how about yourself can't complain got the hollywood hogan t-shirt on uh rocking that looking good um yeah man how was your weekend it was pretty decent. Watched a little bit of boxing, took the kid to hockey, and yeah, what about yours? Yeah, no, same. Uh, just, just go, go, go as we are, I guess, the holiday season's now kind of starting and whatnot, so more and more of these kind of events are kind of popping up all over the place, so just trying to figure out how to get this in and all that in and all yeah. that stuff and whatnot, so a new challenge, a new challenge. Um, We're getting close to a year here, man. Yeah, we are. This February, right? Yeah, February 14th is when we launch. So uh, looking forward to doing something for that. But let's get into it, man. Uh, headlines of the week. I mean, I think we both kind of feel that Raw was kind of lackluster and, you know, it was there, but it wasn't there. But I'll, I'll pick on two things that I want to talk about. The evolution of Alexa Bliss. I kind of like where this is all kind of going with her. Uh, Bray Wyatt is kind of peeking his head in there. I hope they do it better this time than they did the last time. They lost a lot of opportunity there, but I can yeah. see what direction this is going with. Uh, this is twice now where she's, well, Nikki Ash first, and now Bianca Belair last night put, put, put them in the sister Abigail and realized what she was doing and let go of the hold. But I mean, it's kind of cool. I like it. I like it. I'm enjoying it. The other one I wanted to touch on, which is kind of weird, was Oscar last night. She didn't have the green paint on or nothing. She kind of looked disheveled. You almost kind of see a reemergence of a character. Yeah. Last night she blew the blue mist. I don't know what that symbolizes, if anything, but seeing Oscar without the face paint and all that and whatnot. So kind of kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. Guess she's changing up her character, up her look, which is always nice to do. Have a fresh take on it. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, I don't know what you can do, what they're gonna do, what the plan is, but um I guess the one thing I want to talk about first and foremost is your good friend, Mr. Vincent McMahon, saying he wants to come back. And Love uh, it. See, I hate now, it. I don't know if it's just true or just a rumor. You never know, right? I think it's the worst possible thing that He's the owner still, right? He can do what doesn't he wants. Matter. It doesn't thing. matter, man. If he, he always talks about, you know, what's right for business and whatnot. I believe, like, uh, hey, I take nothing away from Vince McMahon, right? I mean... He's the greatest I mean, wrestling player of all time. It's not even absolutely. close. Absolutely. Yeah, genius. I, genius, absolutely. But I think his genius has surpassed him now. I don't think... I don't think so. I He's do. only been gone a few months. Look at... This is what I've always been saying on the podcast. Look at it this way, right? <clears throat> you got... Triple H is a good guy. I get that. But you have somebody that married your daughter and you give him the keys to your mansion that you built with your bare hands. That's got to irk you a little bit. And you, it's got to irk you a little bit that you... in his position he's still in good set of mind he's still built he's still smart he's still with it he's probably thinking hey wait a minute he got some bad advice he should have never stepped away he should have stayed there fought it head on got the lawyers to do it he should never i think he panicked and walked away people around him gave him bad advice i don't know who that was nobody knows but hey he owns 80 percent of the company if he wants to come back it's his company and if it no. goes bad for him it's his chance but i don't I, even know I, if it's true dude it could just be in you rumors on the internet right no 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 i understand that precisely i, I, I until i hear agree. from him i don't know i take it no, with a grain of salt no no for sure take it with a grain of salt but i also feel that if there is legs to this story i think it's really really bad for wrestling overall for him to come back i just it, hear me out hear me out i just think wrestling has passed him now like in terms of 
who he is and what he brings to the table and his technique and skill, considering the people that are now in the industry, the, the new workers and new talent and whatnot, it's very different. That that kind of mentality and stuff was great up until maybe 10, 15 years ago. And, and you know, more. Yeah, but he was just running the show a few, only a few months ago. He was doing fine, right? No, Sold really. out WrestleManias. No, no, so. no. I mean, yeah, he was selling stuff out, but I mean, the morale was. That's horrible. all that mattered. Well, that's but, the course because people want a boss, even at my work. You'd rather have a boss that you can dictate what you're going to do instead of a boss telling you what to do. Well, Vince tells you what's happening. Triple H, you can you can manipulate him a little more, right? So, of course, they're going to prefer a guy like a Triple H. Yeah, they don't but, want Vince as an authority figure. Triple H is not an authority figure, right? He's no, just a no, cool, well, nice I, guy. I just don't think Vince has it anymore. Honestly, I don't. I, I don't well, he just that sold a over 100,000 tickets at WrestleMania, so the people say he does, or they wouldn't I, show up, right? No, it has nothing to do with that, though. I mean, I just think overall, I'm saying, and nothing to do with WrestleMania. WrestleMania is always going to sell out, regardless of who's That's but who built that, though, right? That's yeah, I mean, he built it. I get all that, but I just don't think that... I'll tell you one thing. I wouldn't want to build business. this beautiful company myself and hand over my business to my daughter's husband. I don't care how good yeah, of a guy I, I don't There's even something think, about that. I don't, you know think, what I, mean? I don't think he handed it over like you say. It was... Well, a, I mean, he's in charge of creative. His daughter's yeah. the acting CEO, but Vince yeah. is still really... Is still the real owner. He owns all the no, shares, right? If, if Vince wants to come back, fine. But I don't think he should be involved in creative. I don't think he should be involved in anything like that. If he wants to come back, do other things. But I don't think he has a place anymore on that side of the business, in my opinion. Fair That's enough. That's just I the way I see it. I hope he comes back. I hope he takes over creative. I hope I he gets hope right he back in the spot. I hope he doesn't. There's I think very it's few horrible. guys like it's Vince like, It's kind of like saying... You know, like you talk about Bob Cole and Vince Gully. Like, yeah, they were great in their time, but they're not good anymore. Why? They would kill. But they everything. are, though. They still have the voice, yeah. though, right? They, But they don't have the mentality for it anymore. I, I say it this way. If people don't like that Vince is coming back, go to AW. See how that works out for you guys. Vince is the owner. He owns it and all. That's he why everybody it. left. Because they can't. Yeah, but look know. at AW, though. It's, it's no good. Like, the ratings are terrible. They got 300,000 people watching Rampage. Just nobody's watching it. I get so, that, but... But, but I look at, at it this way, day. like in my work, we got 10 managers. There's certain managers that certain people want to work for. Why? They can control them. They can manipulate them. The ones that actually do the best work are the ones that are more authoritative. You don't want to work for them. It's just kind of like that. Okay, so well, I don't I, even know if the I'll, rumors are true. No, if it is, I, I love I it. I hope it's I, true. We'll see. I, I hope it's not because I don't think he has that creative edge anymore. In terms well, I, of, I, he was just there up till, until a few months ago. So, I mean... And again, everyone was upset. No one was happy. Morale was low. There was nothing. That's what going people on. say. A couple, of course, because you can right. you can but, but get a new boss, you know, Triple H, and you get a little more creative control because he's Triple H is one of the boys, so he's a little more easygoing. He's a little more of a cool guy. You know what I mean? Vince is more yeah, of the authority guy. But the shows have been better since he's been gone. I don't think so. I do. A lot of people do. You're you're one of. But but look at know. it this way, dude. If you go back to 15 years ago, look at the ratings. We've lost like millions and millions of wrestling fans right over the years and even right now we're only we lose if you look at monday night rock and monday night football they get 20 million we get 1 million so what's happened in wrestling in, the, in this time to make people want to watch football over wrestling i think personally that i've always said it even with vince there the wrestlers aren't cool nowadays they don't relate to the teenagers and teenagers you don't see anybody in the high schools wearing wrestling shirts anymore like when we were in school i don't know why that is maybe That's it's because of ufc generation. I think it's just no. I know, but I'm saying it's not cool anymore. Just, so no, why but, isn't it cool? But see, wrestling only goes through cool phases every so often. It was cool in the '90s because but of it the hasn't been cool since. We've been, almost 20 years. So then, what's Vince done in 20 years to make? That's it cool what I'm again? saying. I'm not, that's what I'm saying. It's not just Vince. It's everything. It's the wrestlers. It's the I don't know if it's UFC too. 
if kids in school say, oh, this is fake. I want to watch UFC. You know, well, that's part I, of it I, I think it has to do with attention spans. I think it has to do with, like you said, the internet and TikTok. And yeah, all it's a combination of many media, things. Right? I mean, it's it's all there. I mean, there's so many different things that are going on. Um, but anyways, man, we, you, but I don't know if the rumors are true and it could just be some idiot making it up. Right. Well, I tell you what, man, uh, let's agree to disagree. I'm on one side of this fence. You're that, but that's what we do. Uh, Matt Riddle. So he was written off for six weeks, not due to injury, but because he failed his second drug test. What the heck is that guy doing, man? Well, the first, well, let's look back at Matt Riddle. He, he got suspended twice in the UFC for smoking marijuana. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of redundant now, considering. Uh, he well, because got, it's legal, yeah. Uh, and then he got suspended once in the WWE. I don't know what it was for. I think it was for marijuana or something like that. But that was when Vince was. I there. think it was for painkillers or, or painkillers, maybe. But this time around, he got suspended for cocaine and ecstasy. Oh, that's what it was. And I was wondering what he got suspended for. Okay. Yeah, MDMA and uh, cocaine use. So they basically told them either we're going to fuck up, you know, rip up your contract and you're gone. This is from Steph and Triple H. Yep. Or you go to rehab for 30 days. So take the rehab riddle. Well, he's gone to rehab now. So he's in rehab right now. Yeah. So that's why they've written him off TV for six, six weeks. Right. So he can do his rehab and come back. That's why the Seth match at uh, SummerSlam was postponed to clash at the castle. Mm, failed, that's, that. that's when he failed the first drug test. Yeah, it's all kind of, kind of come out now, right? So, you know, when we were talking about, oh, yeah, I wonder why they're moving this to this to this. Well, that's the reason why they moved that match from SummerSlam to Clash. It's because of his uh, recreational drug use, man. And apparently he's dating a porn star now, too. So I can understand why he wants the ecstasy. That's a bad look for the company. <laughs> well, I mean, Randy Orton, you look at them all, man. Ryback, he's not the first. He's probably not going to. No, 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 no. I don't mean the drugs. More dating the porn star. Did Randy Orton date a porn star, too? Well, Shawn Michaels did play girl. A lot of those girls. Yeah, yeah, it was a good book. Right? So, I mean, at the end of the day, no, but those were authorized by the WWE. Sable was authorized, given the authorization to go ahead and do Playboy. Um, But they say, they try to say Playboy's a little more classy than like the Hustler porno stuff, right? So they say. But I hopefully Riddle's not, hopefully this is not a rabbit hole. He wants it, doesn't want to end up like Jeff Hardy and all these, and Eddie Guerrero and all these other guys, painkillers and drugs. He's got to be really careful here. Well, it's kind of interesting. Well, it's recreational drugs in this case, right? So it's not really necessarily painkillers. As I he mean, says, he may be doing coke every night. We don't know, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's what he tested for. So he's in rehab. I don't know if he was doing it every night. Who God knows, right? I mean, these know. things stay in your system. He could have done it one night. And... But then again, the way he is, maybe he does it all the time. Who knows, right? We don't know. Nobody yeah. knows. Uh, so that's well, hope he I... takes this chance to get himself right mentally and uh, you know, get off that hard drugs because, you know, one bad batch of MDA or one bad sniff of coke you have a heart attack and die you don't know what's in that stuff well that's why i don't touch that noise man I don't know yeah you don't know you don't if know what not, idiots cut it with what or if it didn't come from the ground i'm not interested that's the way enough. i look at it man i mean i think i think the only dangerous drug out there that mother nature provided us is opium yeah right? that one's dangerous that one's dangerous. I think she put that one out there just to fuck with everyone. Like, yeah, yeah, marijuana is fine. Mushrooms are okay. <laughs> Let me put this one out here for you, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So um, what else is going on here in the world of professional wrestling? Anything what about what Road Dog said about Bret Hart? Did you hear about that? No, tell me. Enlighten me. He basically, not word for word, but basically said that he was better than Bret Hart because he could entertain better. 
better talker, better. And Bret Hart was overrated. He said that. I think he said that last week or the week before. Okay, he must have said that along the same time when he was talking shit about The Rock too. <laughs> Did you Maybe. hear about that? I mean, yes. He's, I mean, obviously Bret's a better wrestler. Obviously, Road Dog could entertain better. Bret wasn't the best on the mic, but obviously, I mean. Yeah, but it's having some fun. I guess he's just trying to keep his name in the public. Little stir a little controversy, I guess. I don't know. Did you hear what he said about The Rock? No, what did he say? So he basically said the exact well, not so much like that. He said he was jealous of The Rock. He he hated The Rock because he was bigger, he was better on the mic, and blah blah blah. And that when they worked together, he would like you know go out of his way to kind of you know insult him and you know work stiff and what have you. So and he he's apologized to him ever since, but he said at the time. You know, there was a sense of jealousy. He wasn't afraid to admit it. I like Road Dog, man. He, he, you know, he, he backs yeah, the shit up. Guy, yeah, like, entertaining. Uh, he's fun. Not a very good wrestler, but entertaining as heck. No, he's good. I mean, if the one thing he had was the stick, man, he was great on the stick. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll give him that any day. Um, Bobby Lashley got fired last night on Raw. Yeah, I seen that. Was he, is he hurt taking a break or what? I don't know what they're doing with him because, I mean... I mean, they had the number one contender match last night with him and Seth Rollins. Rollins won. Yeah. Uh, referee kind of had a gimped leg. And he moved out of the way and hurt his ankle. I was going to say, Bobby looked uninspired out there. If you look at the spear that he did, he didn't run very fast. He didn't hit him very hard. So maybe he's hurt. I, and you know what? It could be. Because like I was telling you last week, that that confrontation, that the, the verbal confrontation the two had in the ring before they got going, yeah. It was amazing, but then the physical altercation just lacked something, you know what I mean? It did. And uh, if that's the case, then yeah, maybe something is wrong with him. Something's maybe up because he wasn't there. running fast, he didn't hit the spear very hard, like he usually just charges full blast. So something he's definitely something's bugging him. Yeah, no, I mean, so it, but there's a storyline there with him and Anna Pierce, right? Because the week before he knocked out Petey Williams, yeah. this week he beat up a referee by accident, <laughs> right? Like he elbowed the referee by accident. And then he pushed Adam Pierce as he was leaving, and that's when Pierce fired him on, you know, so... I think Pierce, thanks for bringing that up. I was going to bring this up as well. I think Pierce is so bad at that job. I, I don't enjoy him at all. He's got no personality. He's boring. I know that's what he's going for, but they got to be somebody else that could be really better than that. Well, I don't know, man. I enjoyed Pierce when he was a wrestler, so, you know, did you ever watch him wrestle? I'm just talking about what he's doing right now. I just It's just so boring and dull. Like, I don't know. I don't get yeah. why he's out there. Well, who would you put out there then? I would either get rid of it or somebody with a little bit of charisma, a little bit of flair, a little oh. bit. He doesn't, I don't know. I don't know who's backstage. It'd have to be somebody that's not wrestling, right? I don't know who it would be. Anybody but him, dude. Like, he's just, not, I don't think he's very good at what he's doing. Yeah. Well, or get rid of it completely, maybe. I don't know, but I wouldn't have him out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think that, I think that, um, that's a hard one to fill because, I mean, if you look at through it all, through all times and whatnot, they've always had a general manager or they I don't know why it. they don't let Triple H do it and, and somebody have a beef with them. I know we can't really wrestle because of his heart condition. Somebody's got to come out there and say, listen up, you spoon-fed, spoiled guy that married Steph. You, you use him power. Somebody's got to work that angle, and I think they will. CM Punk would be the guy that could do that. Say, look, I said you're a doofus. Take it over. Like, really play on that angle of him being a spoiled rich kid who got everything handed to him, right? Somebody needs well, to... Do that. Is, it will happen. If, if Punk comes back, he'd probably be the best one to do it. And that probably be the only reason why they'd bring him back is because he's the guy that they could do that heat. kind of food. Yeah. They got legit heat and it could be like a shoot work. Yeah. You know what, Chance? I'll give you that one, man. That's a good idea. I like that. I, I like that yeah, a lot. Because you think. know what? Like they've always had that. And then Kevin Nash had a little bit of beef with um 
CM Punk, they say you look like a short order cook at the Waffle House. So there's a little bit of tension with the click in CM Punk a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah, They'll yeah, never yeah. say it like that, but you can yeah, feel yeah. it. So I just read something here where um, Ric Flair was talking about Vince McMahon, and he McMahon apparently did not like his promos. Did you read anything about that? Did you? Hear no, about he that? didn't like Flair's promos. No, uh, here's what Pritchard said about Mr. McMahon. So this was on uh, something to wrestle with. That's with, a good. With, that's a good podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he was a big fan of Rick's promos by any stretch of the imagination. But also in this era of Rick being the owner or general manager or whatever the hell it was at that time. Uh, it was trying to present Rick in a different way, representing a different side of him, a business side of him, not the character that he's been all those years and a performer. So maybe he wasn't a fan of Rick trying to be a manager or whatnot, but apparently during that time, McMahon was not a fan. No, that could be. He's talking like mid-2000s, early 2000s here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like, I like the story that Rick Flair says McMahon called him up and said, you're retiring. He's like, what? It's like, yeah, you have one last match. You're retiring. I'm retiring you. You're almost 60. That was hilarious. No, I love that. No, no. Uh, I want to <laughs> talk about Lacey Evans really quick here. So she's coming out with this whole U.S. military yep. gimmick now. Like, how many gimmick changes is this woman going to have before something clicks? I don't know if it's ever going to click. If you keep doing so many changes, is what's ever something ever going to click? Well, it's kind of weird because she came out with this really soft sort of, like when she came back now recently, right? Like, let's forget everything else that she was before. Yeah. And when she came back, she came back with this whole sob story of, you know, being, you know, I'm not taking anything away or diminishing anything. Like, it was a real shoot. Her life has been fucking hard, man. Like, oh, she's yeah. had a very difficult life. And to see her where she is today and overcome all of that and persevere, um, is amazing, but I'll yeah. say this honestly: the woman is damaged. You don't go through all that shit and not come out damaged. So why did she play more of that kind of character? It's like a little more natural, close to home for. Her. Okay, so this is what they started to do with her. She remember she came out. She started cutting these promos. I used to live in my car. My father was yeah. an alcoholic. Blah blah blah. You know, she's telling the story. People are getting behind it, but then she becomes a heel. I know, I... and it's completely dropped. Now she's this. U.S. military, Marines kind of build off of that. Rumor has it that Sergeant Slaughter might be her manager. That would give her a little bit of little bit right? of boom. Maybe that's a good idea. So, so let's see how that plays out. I just, just the only thing that I will say that kind of bothers me, they did this with Emma too. Yeah. Before she got released, they, they, they spent so much time working in all these different promos and militian and whatnot, like, you know, this kind of glamorous kind of character. And then it was gone. Like she, 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 it, was, it ran for three weeks and then she just came out as normal, you know, Emma again. And, and that was that. That goes back to what you were saying. We have such a short attention span now. If something doesn't click right away, they just jump the gun and panic. They are the next character instead of giving a little bit of time to develop. But the people nowadays don't want to wait. They want it now, 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 right? Well, you know, and I was having this conversation and I'm going to tell you about this conversation I had a little bit later here. But the guy I was talking to, we were talking about, storytelling and and how storytelling and wrestling is starting to become a lost art form everything is just is. you know move based and and everyone just wants to get their spots in and and yep. look good that way but if you look and, and, and agree to disagree with me but you know if you look at the R mount rushmore and I, I think it has to be more than four fucking heads man because there's just too many people to put okay, on well, give me six well, i'll give you the six that i think and why i think uh, hogan Rock, Austin, Green. Cena, 
Yeah. Uh, those are the four. And then I'll throw Austin, uh, I'll throw Flair in there for technical. Yep, and I'll throw, see, this is where I'm torn because I don't know. And Sean, Sean. Undertaker or Shawn Michaels, maybe. Then you have to throw eight up there, man, because I'd have to put Brett, Sean. I wouldn't put Brett up there. Okay. You wouldn't put Brett up there. I put Brett up there just because of the technical side. I put him in the same class as Ric Flair in technical side. Technically, yes. Technically, right? I agree. With right. That like, I mean, if we want to break up the Rushmores, then you would have the technical Rushmore and this and that. But if you look at the four, I'd say the top five guys ever, in my opinion Hogan, Rock, Austin, Sean, and Taker. Those are my guys. Why? The only one guy that? you can make an argument for, maybe, I, I don't agree, but maybe you could say, take out Sean, put in Cena, take out Taker, put in Cena, maybe, but I agree with what you just said for the most yeah, part. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, Rushmore, I would have to build this on the Himalayas or the Andes or something, because I'd need more mountain to kind of climb yeah. this out of. But if you look at the four guys I mentioned right off the bat, they couldn't wrestle... Oh, Austin was a mechanic. Yeah. Okay. But the other three, Hogan, Rock, and Cena, they weren't the greatest wrestlers. No. You look at their repertoire, their whole repertoire consisted of maybe five, maybe seven tops. Moves. Yeah. Moves. It was the storytelling that the look. made them. The look, the storytelling that made them bigger than life. You Absolutely. ask anybody about who, you know, if you ask, hey, do you like wrestling? No, not really. But when you think of wrestling, what wrestlers come to mind? Those are the guys that always come to everybody's mind. Hogan, Rock, John Cena, yeah. Yeah, like over Ric Flair, over, you know, Bret Hart. Easily. Over, easily. Yeah. And take nothing away from Flair and those guys, right? But, I mean, at the end of the day, this this is what I love about wrestling is that storytelling. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I love a high spot as much as the next guy does, right? Like, even on the indie level, high spots are still amazing. Like yep. I, you know, when I'm ringside there and I'm doing my thing or whatever the case may be, or if I'm just a spectator in the crowd, there are moments in an indie show where I'll go, oh, wow, that was crazy. Mm -hmm. it, that must have fucking hurt or something. But the art of storytelling is where it's at. Totally and, agree with and, you. And, and on the local scene, I have to say that guys like Jordy Taylor, uh, Thunder from Jalunder, you know, stand out to me as, you know, amazing storytellers and, and the expressions and everything they don't scotty too and scotty absolutely but scotty can wrestle though take nothing away okay i see what you're saying take nothing away from jordy or, or thunder or anyone else here locally right but yeah i guess what you mean talk about character and charisma but and that character and charisma right like thunder from jalunder his eyes bulging out i mean he never he's gets a great hurt. character great he's character a, right he never gets hurt because he sticks to what he knows works I don't think anybody in the local scene right now can get the crowd as invested as Thunder can, as far right. as local scene. No, local scene, absolutely. Nobody. No, no, 100%. And you look at that crazy look like a crazy old uncle. No, he does. He takes he, hard hits. And... He does. And, and and that's what wrestling is. It's storytelling. Absolutely. The moves, it's like a ballet. You know, like wrestling, I equate wrestling to like ballet. You're, you're in the ring. And it's, yes, the moves, obviously. Right? And it's a different level, but you know, just, just the movement and the way they move, the way their expressions show, even in ballet, is telling the story. Yeah. Right? I totally agree with you. And, and, and I feel that's what's missing. And I think that's why it's 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 cool to see the guys that are still pulling it off that way. And I, I, I don't know why people shit on guys like Cena 
and shit on Roman Reigns and shit on Hogan. Oh, well, he's only got five moves of doom. That's all he fucking needs. That's all you need. You got the crowd in the palm of your hands like this. Right? He John Cena has announced that he's going to be at the last SmackDown of the year, uh, December Oh, did 30th. he? That's awesome. Yeah, he's going to be there, probably announcing his entry into the Royal Rumble. I hope so. Right? So if you got Cena coming back, I get it. I don't even have to guarantee it, man. I know. I'll put my paycheck, this week's paycheck, on the line. But there are more Cena shirts in that crowd than any other competitor. Yep. One can almost argue that every other shirt sold that night will still not match what Cena sells that night alone. Absolutely. That Royal Rumble is going to be awesome. Where is it? In Texas? Yeah, San Antonio, Alamo Dome. Nice. And then, I think Cody Rhodes is going to be there too. So we'll see. Well, Cody Rhodes is going to be there. And I have a suspicious feeling Rock is going to be there, number 30, and win it. And that's how we're going to set up WrestleMania. Could you imagine a Royal Rumble with Rock, Cena, and all these guys in it again? That's going to be cool. I think it'd be great. I mean, phenomenal. It'd be good. Absolutely. Right? So, like, you know, and I, I just, it, this is, I think, what the problem with wrestling is right now is that too many people are so move oriented. And soon move base. Everybody wants to get their high spots in and this and that. And and I appreciate the Will Ospreys and, and the Kenny Omegas and some of the stuff that they do. It looks amazing. Don't get me wrong. Those, you know, well, they're great workers. The, the execution of those moves are phenomenal. But at the end of the day, who are you going to remember? Absolutely. And there's too That's many it. super kicks in wrestling now. Everybody's doing a super kick, super kick, super kick. Super kick and Holy spears. cow. Super kick and spears. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's basically that's the foundation for most wrestlers. I mean, you can't how can anybody in their right mind use a super kick as a finisher anymore? It doesn't make any sense. You can't, unless you're Shawn Michaels in another match again. That's about it. Well, that's about it, right? I mean, it's like even the sleeper hold has lost his his its um mystique. Yeah. Like, like back just, when Jake the Snake was putting it on and Brutus Beefcake and all that. Or Piper. Or Piper, yeah. Right, and, you know that was Piper's go-to. Yep. So you know, and, and again, there's other guys right there. Let's go down the list of how many guys didn't really wrestle wrestle that well, but were just amazing characters. Exactly, they got the charisma, the style, the look. Like the take they did, they did it well, you know. Like obviously, mean? obviously, Andre was bigger than everybody and bigger than life. But again, I mean, really, what did Andre do? He did the ass thing where he pushed you in the corner with his ass. Chop, punch, kick. Chop and kick. Body and, slam, and body slam, and stand on you. Yeah, right. I mean, but and he had he, he sold out uh, Pontiac Dome with Hogan, right? Like absolutely. Between the between the two of them in that match, they had four fucking moves. Yeah, the match itself was only five minutes long. That was probably the most hype match for WrestleMania. I don't think a match has topped it since, as far as hype and and ticket sales since has there. Uh I think the closest thing that would come to it, if it did surpass it. Would have been Rock Hogan at at, at uh, Sky Dome. That was amazing. Oh, that was amazing. That was phenomenal, man. I can't I can't stress how that felt. I, I'm actually glad Hogan didn't fight Austin because he, he had better chemistry. The Rock, it wouldn't have been the same with Austin. It was perfect how it happened. It, it's kind of ironic because Rock left shortly thereafter. But I mean, you know, they they always call that the passing of the torch in a way. But I mean, if he out of all of them, honestly, I think Cena is bigger than all of them in terms of longevity and and what he accomplished and how long he stayed on top. I mean, yeah, it's hard to argue. Outside of Taker, 
maintaining the character for as long as he did and evolving it and whatnot and would have what he did as the undertaker as the character of the undertaker you know that that 1a 1b in my opinion yeah well, right? it's hard to argue i mean how long was hogan's run i mean he was good for about four to five years right but then he had a pretty good run in wcw too though but as a heel yes that's a different thing but i'm just talking generally speaking here right uh yeah. between austin and rock that was a hard one because though how often are you going to get two guys neck and neck as the biggest guys in the industry at the same time? It's very rare. Right? But their shelf lives were short too. They both only lasted four yeah, to five years. Uh, Austin's injury prone, right? They've been broken yeah, neck yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, no, 100%. But I mean, you know, between the two of them, they, they, they were combined. They did the amount of time that Cena did on his own. Yeah. So interesting times, my friend. Interesting times at all. But yeah, no, storytelling, man. I love it. I love it. And I think we need to see more of it. And I it's I, gonna be hard though because people don't have patience anymore. They want it now. So we're seeing matches now on AEW and WWE, even when Vince was there, just random matches sometimes for no reason. And the storytelling is fading out. I guess it's because they figure people don't care about it as much. Put the guys out there and have a quick match and it's got to make it up as you go sometimes. I don't know what's going on. I, th- I can't speak for AEW because I don't watch it as religiously as I watch the, the other programs. But I can, I feel personally, you know, feel to, you know, go ahead and disagree with me. But I think in the last little while, the WWE has started to focus a bit more on storytelling again. As you can see with some of the storylines, uh, example, the Bloodline story. Yes, I mean, it for a while. Right? That those payoffs are going to be huge, right? It, it, I think you can tell stories still in a way where people aren't wanting to get bored. You know, just finding that chemistry. Another example of you know the 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 um the Alexa Bliss, that story, it's quietly being told, right? Yeah. We're, now we're starting to see the story of Oscar. It's quietly being told. I think with this generation and and with with the attention span of the youth today that you quietly have to tell the story i don't think the story can be forced upon you anymore it also like they're doing a couple stories like with the bloodline the couple stories and then just doing some random quick matches kind of try to appease everybody i guess speaking I of guess, smackdown they got the highest rating of the year because the best segment was the kurt angle birthday party that was great that was fun man i i really enjoyed that i've always said that when you take off your hat you remind me of kurt angle Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> and I mean it as a compliment. Honestly, yeah, yeah, like I, when first time I met you, I said, hey, fuck, man, this guy looks like Kurt Angle a little bit. Sitting there wearing your Macho Man shirt. Yeah, he's one of the best. Kurt Angle's great, man. He barely can move, though. He walks, he looks really frail. Well, I just saw a headline here. I didn't read the article, but he was talking about, you know, he knew something was wrong when he's getting fucking four to five DUIs in one year. Really, Kurt? You should have realized that after the second one, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's just me right what do i know that birthday party thing that was great it was so good oh, that's really good man and, and is uh gable stevenson out there as well so maybe there is something going on with him so that's but did you notice kind of... when kurt was holding the hose for the milk truck he could barely grab it he could like he just looks so like he's still in good shape but he just looks frail and weak he can barely walk you notice that yeah i know he's old man bad I mean, knees bad neck he is a prime example of a man that gave everything he had to wrestling Mm-hmm. both professionally and amateur yeah absolutely I mean, He's an amazing athlete not to repeat what and they mean. always say big show says in 2003 him and lesnar had a shoot amateur wrestling match and kurt beat him lesnar won't admit that 
But everybody that watched it said Angle had the upper hand. No, Angle will always have the upper hand, man. He's an amazing wrestler. You don't go to the Olympics and win a gold medal like that, right? Um, Gable Stevenson, you know, it was kind of cool to see him out there with Kurt, you know, another gold medal winner. He's thick. He's a big dude. He's gotten bigger. Yeah. Let's see what he's like in the ring. I haven't seen him wrestle yet, but we'll find out soon. No one really knows what's going on with him right now. Like, is he, I guess he's finished up with, with uh, university now. He had gone back to finish off his last year. I don't know how he did. So maybe him coming out now is kind of something they're going to play with here. Well, they're going to put and, him in next year. He's going to come right to the big leagues. Um, It's almost he's, now he's been on Raw and Smack. It's almost like you got to throw him out there now almost. His brother's on NXT. Oh, is he? Who is he? I don't know who he is. Uh, he's with the Creed brothers. He's with that uh, whole... I forgot what that faction was called. Uh, Diamond Mine. Oh, okay, I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. He, he, his brother's down there. Um, I think with him, it's a case of like a Dominic Mysterio kind of a deal here, right? I mean, it's kind of like okay, you're good enough. You have enough. Okay, maybe Dominic wasn't good enough, but he's I know what good you're saying. He's good enough with enough amateur pedigree to go in there and kind of pull it off, maybe like Kurt did. I'm kind yeah. of seeing it that way. And if he gets to work with the Alpha Academy and do something along those lines, I think having Gable in his corner, also an amateur, you know, accomplished amateur wrestler as well. Yeah. That, that could, you know, help him out and kind of see where he goes with it. But I think the best thing for Gable Stevenson, again, this is just my opinion, it's just bringing him in slowly, little segments like that. And, you know, slowly kind of get him going and whatnot. And, you know, just, yeah. just kind of. Well, I agree with that. Bring him on slowly. I don't. He's got all the talent in the world. We'll see if he can put it together in the pro well, side, right? Well, that's it, right? I don't want. I don't want it to get become convoluted or or thrown into the fire too quick, right? Yeah. Right. So not everyone can be a Kurt Angle. There's no, only he's... a handful yeah. of men and women that could just go in there and pick it up like nothing. So it was yeah. He was amazing at his time. He got some some of the best matches you're ever going to see Kurt put on. He's a great yeah. athlete. No, he was phenomenal, man. I have nothing, nothing negative to say about him. Um, I don't know about this one, man. Goldberg has signed another two-year deal with the WWE. The guy's fifty-eight. It's simply because they want to put him on Crown Jewel. That the Saudis, the Prince loves the guy. One of his favorites. That's why. Which is weird. He might have a match or two, but you know what? Goldberg only has a match for a minute or two. Two-minute match. Crowd loves him. I, I'm well, okay with it. According to sources, Goldberg, who will turn 56 this month, has signed a new two-year deal with the WWE where he's contract to wrestle a total of five matches. Okay? That's only, that's what I'm saying. So once a year at the Crown Jewel, a couple round of matches. Couple, you know, I don't mind. I think it's good. These five matches will take place at WrestleMania and the Saudi Arabia Premium Live event. Three of these matches will be against young wrestlers that he's never faced before. Uh, also, one of these five matches will be a rematch against undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns. Though, I, though I wouldn't put him against Reigns. We don't need to see that again. But but that's what they're gonna do. I see, would here, personally, I would problem. tell Triple H, "Good for you, man. You know, he's a big star. A couple matches a year, no big deal." No, no, but if he's going up against young talent, do you want him to destroy up and coming talent? He won't. They're gonna beat him. But will they though? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Unless something's changed in this guy's heart or something, he doesn't come across the kind of guy who's willing to lose. 
because if it's maybe like, they told him, and, hey, and, if you're gonna we're gonna sign you again, you're gonna lose to X, Y, and Z, and that's like it or don't come back. It is mostly, I think, ninety percent because the Saudi prince says we love Goldberg, we want Goldberg, and they like the big guys, and so probably no, that's mostly I, why they brought I, him in. I get that, but the one thing he said, Goldberg has said himself, and I guess I'm paraphrasing the quote, but he said that he didn't want to go out losing to Roman Reigns. That's not the way Fair he enough. wanted to end his no, career. He's got a big ego, yeah. Right. So I mean, that ego is what bothers me. Is the fact that you got a guy, he's as you and I will probably agree, the only guy that WWE WCW ever created. Him and Sting, yeah. And Sting, I guess, right? You know, but I mean, I, I just don't see it. And you know, as we talk about storytelling and everything, I mean, yeah, he only had four moves himself. Yeah. Right? But he wasn't a good storyteller. Not really, just big, strong, and fast, yeah. Right. So he had all the other stuff except the main component, which is storytelling. The theme of today's show, kids, is storytelling. Um, you know, so I don't know. I, I'm kind of curious to see who the young talent is. Okay, go up against the Brock, go up against the Roman Reigns, whatever. It'll be like a Gunther or somebody like that, a big strong guy. I'm hearing Gunther and Brock maybe at WrestleMania. That'd be fun. Something That'd different. be a fun match. I think that would be a really fun match. You keep Cowboy Brock as a cowboy. He still stays face, but Gunther's a big, strong lad, man. Oh, yeah. I like Gunther. Right? I think that would be a really fun match. I love Imperium. I love what they're doing. That's a real fun faction. It is. Yeah, SmackDown's... I think SmackDown is better than Raw this week, myself. I think SmackDown is better than Raw generally. Maybe that's only two hours. They trim some of the fat, right? I would love to see Raw go back to two hours. They won't because the advertising is too much money on the line. But yeah, I agree with yeah, you. I get it. I get what you're saying. Right? Just, but if you put Raw to two hours again, A, I get an hour back in my life. You'd get an hour back in your life. But it's just the perfect amount. The rosters are the too- same. Both rosters are the same. Yet SmackDown's output. But then again, you know what? I almost get the sense that they're putting more effort into SmackDown because of the network size. And they're on Fox, yeah. And being on primetime in regular TV. Well, they got the, they got the champ on there, right? So that says something. Roman's well, on it. there. So speaking of the champ, so there have been stories going back and forth now on how they're going to do this WrestleMania. So what I heard was that Cody's coming back, yes. And that goal is to separate those titles somehow. They need to get one of the belts off of him. Yeah. So they have the belt on Raw, right? I mean, that just shows you how much they care about Raw, that they don't even have a fucking champion. They could do a, a match where he has a two out of three falls match. Each falls for a belt or something. One guy wins one. Rome wins the other. They're, one of the belts is gone. They could do something like that, right? What I heard was for WrestleMania was to have him fight both nights. First night against Cody. And then the second night against The Rock. That would and work. He, and, he would, and he would drop the title to Cody on night one. But... Another update came up, which says that that idea is kind of being nixed now, because A, if you're going into night two against The Rock, which is the biggest match in a very, very fucking long time. Oh, yeah. Right? And Rock is teasing this on Young Rock, too, like we talked about last week. So the teases are coming from all over the place, right? This match is going to happen. Yeah. Regardless of what anyone's saying, or Rock's not available, XFL is going to be there. He's not shooting anything. 
I think it's all kind of tongue in cheek right now. Did and you it's know? in Hollywood. He wants one and more. And it's in yeah. Hollywood. When he was promoting uh, Black Adam, you know, one of the interviewers asked him, "So who's the head of the table?" And he said, "Without saying anyone's name, you're talking to him." Nice. I mean, right? And then there's scenes in Young Rock where Rock is actually sitting there, whatever, doing his thing, and there's this kid hanging off of him, and apparently that's Roman Reigns as a youngster. And saying, acknowledge me, acknowledge me, because, you know, Rock's busy doing something and he's not playing with him. Yeah, I, I, I can see this happening. It looks pretty like it a, will. And then there's another shot where Rock is walking by his trophy case and the blue universal title is in there. It's something he's never won. Right? Hmm, I haven't seen the young Rock, but yeah, that and, makes sense. And the, show, and the show is based 10 years in the future. Nice. So, so I mean, all roads are leading to that match. If he's going to drop this title, it's got to happen. Maybe, I don't know, there's no money in the bank anymore either. Fuck. Royal Rumble. <laughs> right? It's either Rumble or Elimination Chamber. Pretty much. Someone has That'll to be drop. only two big, two big, two right. babies to go before Mania, right? So the, the two, two biggest fears for the bookers and the producers and the team backstage is this. A, you don't want to take Lester off that main event match for Sunday by having him lose on, on that night, right? I yeah. mean, potentially he could lose two nights in a row, something he hasn't done in over three years. So what do you take? You know, you're kind of really burying the character. Um, the other thing is they, they're afraid that he might get injured. What if he gets injured during There's that? There's that too. Right? So you got to take all of those kind of little nuances in disguise. But you know what? I, I'm sure they'll figure something out here. I don't, I don't know what the plan is. but Yeah, it'll uh, be good. They'll make it work. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the uh that's the way it's looking right now um what else is going on hey you know what on this day in 2021 this legendary segment took place do you remember stone cold and booker t in the supermarket yeah i know that was a good one that's 21 years ago today that happened brother man that was fun really good 100 oh, percent. so got top five anything I do. Since it's Kurt Angle's birthday on Friday, I want to hear your top five Kurt Angle matches of all time. Your favorites. Okay. Uh, Kurt versus Brock because I was there live in Seattle. I was there too, yeah. Uh, that was phenomenal. Um, Kurt Angle against The Undertaker. Okay. Uh, that, that was always a good one to watch as well. Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania was absolutely off the chain, off the hook. Or what do the kids call it today? That match was fire. Yeah, uh, that was a good one too. That's three, two more. Two more. I'd have to say it's not a match, but the segment of Stone Cold and Stone Cold and Kurt Angle when he had the little cowboy hat on. Yeah, the milk thing in the back. The, yeah, yeah little, that, that was, was always awesome. good. Yeah. And I know it's not a match again, but the push-up contest with with um, Brock. Yeah, that was cool. Right. Um, other than that, like all his matches were solid as well. The work that he did with Edge was also good. Their matches were always great. I mean, I don't think he really had a bad match. No. The only thing about Kurt Angle is that, like, I know he had some good matches in TNA, but he wasted a lot of his career in TNA. Was he there a long time? Those are good matches he could have had in WWE. What on a bigger I, stage, right? I think he had his best matches in WWE. I don't, I don't really think much about his TNA matches at I all. I guess he's saying that his matches with AJ were pretty good over there when they were both in the no, prime. No, 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 AJ. The matches with AJ were phenomenal. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, I saw those. Right. I mean, in Abyss you, or whatever he fought. Uh, I wouldn't say Abyss either. I mean, uh, he made Abyss look good. 
Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, he had that potential, but I think his best work, we got his best work in WWE oh, before Hanscom. he left. Yeah. Right? And, and everything he did there was just phenomenal. Like, the TNA stuff was, you know, not even Kurt Angle's name could, could make that promotion bigger. No. Right? So, it, it's unfortunate. It, it's, it was, you know, that TNA couldn't get any bigger than they were, but yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I, that's kind of all I got for today, bro. Yeah, those what are good ones. Yeah, I can't. Those are all good moments. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But hey, listen, I, over the weekend, I know you were busy and unfortunately you couldn't be there, but I did an interview with the moment taker, Jordy Taylor. And uh, what a great interview, man. It was really fun. I wish you had been there. Uh, it would have been, yeah. it would be really good to I'm looking forward to hearing it. Yeah, no, 100%, man. I'm just working on it right now. We'll probably release it tomorrow. Cool. Uh, had to go back and, and kind of tidy up a few segments and just uh, make sure everything flowed nicely and whatnot. But uh, yeah, we sat down together, you know, in person, which was really cool. I, I kind of really enjoy that. Um, it's a different feel than doing everything on Zoom I, or whatever. No, 100%. Yeah. You know, and I think that maybe you and I need to get together here and do one of these in person. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna throw it out there. Let's try to aim for our anniversary show. Yeah, that's gotta be in person. We'll try to get a couple of good guests on there for that. Make right? a big one. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, we'll do something along those lines. And uh sorry guys, I'm just kind of planning out loud here live with you guys, but the mind's always working, my friend. When I'm at work, all I do is think about this. So uh Jordy Taylor, you know, great interview. Yeah, no, same here. Big, big, uh, big up to him and big respect for yeah, he's a good guy. I look forward to hearing it. You know, and and he took time out of his schedule, a day off, a rare day off from the ring to come out and, and sit with us and sit with me and, and talk. So we'll we'll kind of have that up there for you guys in the next day or so. But we'll nice. have this show will be up tonight. This is coming okay. out tonight. We'll get this up and running because this is what this is the bread and butter um yeah. but yeah no everything is great man uh how's your christmas shopping coming have you started i haven't bought anything yet man. i went to do some this weekend i got a couple things online coming but i haven't done anything yet what about you uh to be fair i'm i'm horrible at it i'm really bad but then again i'm really good because i can go in and christmas eve and be done in a half an hour well, that works too they're gonna be busy but yeah that dude i don't fuck around man like i know what i want that's always, right. yeah, if you know what you're getting, it's not too bad. I go in, I grab it, I go to the till. There's no time to look around at that point. Yeah. Just grab it and go. And that's quick, right? I'll probably try to go earlier, though, because, I mean, I do have to take little Miss Miss out as well this time around. So, you know, yeah. probably probably in the next week or so, I'll get it all done. There's not much to do anyways, you know. I'm lucky there's not too many people to buy for in my world. So, you know, it works out perfectly for me, right? And I could spend yeah. all my money on just a select few. So that all being said, guys, like we've talked about before, Uncontrolled Chaos, Sweat, Blood, and Cheers. These are two books by the Bushwhacker and our friend uh, Vance Nevada. If you guys are looking for books for for wrestling fans, these are great books. Uh, Some big news coming up pretty soon in regards to these books. We'll share that with you as soon as we get confirmation and details. Yeah. But yeah, we're we're expecting something big from this as well. So you guys... uh, Stay tuned, man. Some some great be good. coming. Some good stuff's coming now. Um, other than that, Chance Michaels, be safe, man. You know, we, we have the rest you of the too. week here. And uh, next on Thursday, we will talk about the weekend of real bad judging across the board in combat sports. Um, 
The wrong yeah, guys a won. Of fight, a lot of fights. The wrong guys won. <laughs> Plain and simple. I'll leave it at that. Use your guys' imagination. I think you yeah. know what I'm talking about. And uh, we'll touch on those. Uh... I do. I watched all those fights, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we'll touch on those. And I'll say this. I'm not finished watching Pacquiao's fight yet. I've watched the first round only so far. Here's what I got to say. I don't know how. Dude, it was funny because, like. Don't tell me anything. I mean, obviously, watching Pacquiao it. worked him. But no, no, because... I had to say, like, the whole, I watched the whole card, most of it. And it's just, like, it wasn't run smooth. Like, the refing, the judging. It was just. Ryan Garcia's brother fought on the undercard. He lost the decision that he, I thought he won. Even the commenters said, this is a terrible decision. So well, three I mean, judges, you, like, you, Ryan you look, Garcia's brother lost. It was horrible. You look at the whole day, right? From that card to, to UFC to the TFEMO card, a lot of bad decisions. Was it a full moon? I don't know. But the judges know. just had a bad night across this board, man. They did. We'll touch on that. All I wanted to say very quickly, though, to you, man, Pacquiao looked good. Oh, yeah. Granted... Granted, that other guy completely, uh, you, what was his name? DKU. DKU. He just looked out of place. Just the way yeah, he he's held his, artist. Yeah, he's the so way he cool. held his gloves, everything. I mean, Pacquiao's jab was crisp. It's a hard to gauge. Like I was telling you, it's really hard to gauge what this guy's capable of if he makes a comeback when he looks like he's. Oh, that what they said. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are we gonna see a fight again, Pacquiao? He says you'll see. So obviously he's gonna do something. Maybe it's exhibition. Maybe it's real. You know what? We'll touch base on that because a few yeah. articles came out after that. A few statements that Pacquiao made come out after that. I shared. Sounds one like of those he wants the big you. dogs. He wants to fight the fight, the good fight. I mean, Terence Crawford. Yeah, he won, but did he look good? I don't know. Uh, same day, Errol Spence gets in a car accident again. That's crazy. So, I mean, Saturday was an interesting day, brother. We have a lot to talk about on Thursday, but yeah, up until then, be safe. Everyone out there listening, be safe. And Chance Michaels, thank you very much, brother. I'm Bobby Sampson. He's Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that like, download, subscribe, share the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the words of the immortal, immortal Ed Whalen. In the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sam and Chance. Everyone have a great rest of your week. We will talk to you this Thursday.